Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. The fifth quarter postgame show here. Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie, Travis Wingfield riding along with you for hour number two coming up here. Great first hour, guys. Let's go ahead and kick off this hour with Tua Tungavailoa and his postgame press conference. Hey, Tua, I know obviously you and Jalen have a connection going back to, to Alabama, but um, you know, could, could you have foresaw him having this amount of impact as a rookie, you know, um, inching closer to, you know, the rookie reception record, breaking all these franchise records, and um, just the impact he's had on my offense. Is that something that you could have seen uh, back in, you know, summer workouts? Well, I, I'm i not a genie, so I, I you know, I'm not going to say that I, I did foresee that uh, in, in Jalen's future, but, you know, I knew, I knew that he had a lot of potential, of course, just being able to play with him at Alabama, and then uh, also the OTAs that we've had together and uh, leading up into training camp. You know, he's done a really good job. You know, you can just see his development um, within his understanding of coverages, uh, his understanding of getting open fast against man coverage uh, and then blitz man and so forth. So, um, you know, I think he's done a great job for us. And I did hear about his record. So congratulations to him. Mark. <laughs> hey, Tua, congratulations on the win. I wanted to let's walk through that interception pass that you had in the game. Could you walk us through what you saw on the field and uh, why did you go to uh, Matt? Yeah, uh, just stepped up and I thought I could give Mac a good back shoulder. Didn't expect him to break it across uh, like it happened, but, uh, you know, took a chance there. Obviously, we could have just hit the easier uh, throw the easier uh, pass to Jalen on the in cut on that play, but uh, it was what it was. You know, I think our defense did outstanding, uh, giving us opportunities that you know we we obviously need to capitalize on. Uh, but that's that was that. 
Joe? Hey, Tua, you mentioned the, uh, the Dolphins' defense with, uh, you know, uh, eight sacks holding the opponent to 0 for 12 on third down. How does that impact the approach that you want to make uh, knowing, knowing how solid the defense has been? Well, we, we always stress playing complimentary football. Uh, so the defense giving the offense the ball back and the offense capitalizing on those turnovers. And then also in the kicking game, you know, whether it's a punt, being able to back the, their team up and putting our defense in a good situation and vice versa with our, our kick return and our punt return game. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, something that gives us life, whether it's the offense scoring on the first drive or scoring in general or the defense uh, getting a, a big third down stop or uh, getting a turnover and scoring. Uh, it's definitely uh, something that gives, I would say, this team life. Thank you. Jose. Um, hi, Tua. I wanted to ask you about um, the, the throw in the third quarter to, to Mac Hollins. That seemed to be a, a, a big moment in the game. I, I just want to get your thoughts on that and, and the confidence that you have in him in, in making that catch. Thank you. Yeah, I have a lot of confidence giving all our guys the ball. Uh, you know, we, we ran that play on the – we ran that play flipped – um, going the same way, I think it was the first quarter, and I hit Jalen on that third down conversion. And uh, coming back to the sideline, Mac was was open, and so we knew they'd have a plan to either double Jalen or uh, force Jalen to to break in, you know, into the the thief player, their their funnel player. So, uh, you know, when we did come back to it, I uh, thought I'd give Mac a shot on that, and I think he he did a great job uh, tracking the ball and catching it. Ruthie? Tua, you guys are the first team in NFL history to have seven straight losses and seven straight wins in the same season. What does that say about the character of this locker room? I think it speaks a lot uh, to the character of this locker room. Uh, a lot of the guys, you know, like I've been saying, spend, spend time with each other, um, you know, outside of the locker room. And I think that's what you know, helps build the chemistry on the field for, for us, uh, you know, and I mean, I, it can only get stronger from here, I would say. So, you know, it's, it's hard to get a win on the road, especially in a hostile environment like this, um, you know, but we'll, we'll take it and, uh, you know, we'll move on to who we're playing next week. So there you have the Dolphins quarterback after the Miami seven-game winning streak. Now he kind of touches on it there at the end. But Juice talked a little bit about Jalen Waddle early on, talked about the interception. What stood out to you there with Tua talking to the media after this game? Well, he's, he's, he's good every time we get him on the mic. You know what I mean? He never takes credit for anything he does right. He always takes the blame for things that might not have been his fault or could have been his fault. Uh, credits the whole team and the way they stick together. And it's kind of, kind of the same, same MO for him. You know, you can tell that, you know, he and Coach Flo – Seem like they might have they might high five each other on the way from the podium on the way past on the podium, man, because it's almost like a continuation. Sometimes there's no question. There's no question about <laughs> it, right? And um, but I, you know what? I, I just like how you know Tua knows that he, he he's got to play better at times, but he did play good at times. That you know, and made some plays. You know, learning from his mistake the first time. You know, we had Matt Collins. He threw it to to Waddle, and then he said, you know, next time we flip it, and then we, you know, that, I knew I had a shot. Seth always laughs because I always call it like Tiger Woods. 
Well, Tiger Woods, remember, on the 12th hole, he's a driver, right. seven iron, you know, pitch, you know. And nobody's two, hitting Tiger. Two is the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two is the same way. He recalls the play. We flipped it. It worked. It was, you know, we went to, on the left side, went to this side, and, you know, it was third and whatever. I mean, he's amazing with that sort of thing, man. So I just love the fact that, you know, he every time I hear him, he sounds more and more like a leader. And that's what it's all about, man. This guy's a leader out yeah. there, you know. You know, you know, he makes he's gonna make some mistake. He's still a young guy. What was the stat today? He's uh, twenty games to, for what twenty five or twenty. He is something with the touchdown pass. You know, Danny's got forty some. Oh, so twenty five in his first Greece, twenty games. Like, yeah, That's right, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and Greasy had twenty six, and Danny had forty six. So, yeah. Right. So yeah, <laughs> Danny doubled up everybody. But same time though, you know, he's a he's a it's leader. Not even fair. They're they're doing. He's doing what they ask him to do out there. For the most part, and it's going to open up, Travis. Just give it time, Travis. I know Travis is waiting for it to open <laughs> up. He wants to see the deep balls to waddle and all this stuff. It's going to open up, man. And today, the opportunity didn't present itself at all, but it really didn't need to. Yeah, well, he he talked about right there. I think he answered the question that we kind of had for ourselves earlier in the first hour about how does the defensive performance impact your approach on offense. And the first thing he said was, "We always stress complementary football." Mm-hmm. I, that answers the question. And like you said, Seth, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. That's how they were going to play this game because you had this quarterback in this situation for the Saints against this defense. So, too, it kind of answers our question there, Denny, about how they want to approach this thing offensively. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty clear. They talked about it all week, and I'm sure they were talking about it on the sidelines, and he gets that. And and number one, you got to be fired up when you see your defense playing that way. But number two, you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. You don't want to mess it up. And I, so I sensed – in. in I don't want to call it an edge because I, you know, I don't really ever see an edge from Tua. But I sensed a guy that knows they got to win, but I don't know that he was truly satisfied with his performance. He knows he left some plays out there on the field, Juice. He definitely doesn't want to turn the ball over. He understands the value of that. I wish in game time, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't understand it, but I think there's some choices and some chances that are made there that we'd like to see cleaned up, corrected. Corrected is the word that we hear Coach Flores use all the time. But uh, <laughs> even on that interception, which, I, you know, the back shoulder thing threw me off because it was in the middle of the field there. But he knew he had Waddle on the crosser. Yeah. Like, as you said, he, it wasn't like he didn't see him. And because at this point in time, he hasn't had film put in his face. Now, yeah. maybe I guess he did when he came back because they hand him the, the whatever that Surface Pro, whatever tablet thing. Right. So maybe he saw it there. But he knew there when they asked the question that, yeah, looking back on it, I, I, I could have maybe taken the safer throw, which still would have been a big play. That's what I was about to say. I mean, still would have been That could have been a touchdown out the back door on that little crosser, that in route. You it, know, Max got two with him. It was at least a 20, 25-yard yeah, play. Yeah. I mean, Waddle has another 100-yard game. How many, like, 98, and they pull the emergency <laughs> break up there? So Waddle doesn't have the 100-yard games, but he has the almost 100-yard games. So I don't know what happened there, especially when it just always seems to be his first look. We've seen him send guys to the other side of the formation to make sure that Waddle's got the ISO or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. So it was an Smart. interesting choice. Although I will say, you know, Matt Collins doesn't catch a lot of footballs, but every dang ball he catches is a big play. That's right. And it's, it's crazy. critical, too. He gets up top and he makes a bunch of big plays. It's been the case Every all time. season long. Going back to the preseason even, he was making big plays down the field. And the most important stat there for Tua, 19 starts, 12 and 7 are the Miami Dolphins over his 19 starts. So things are definitely going in the right direction. In his second year here, that's seven straight wins. And with the seven straight win, game balls coming up next. You guys ready? You guys ready for oh, your game balls? I'm I got ready. a surprise this time, You got man. a surprise? We have a surprise, surprise for you. You have a surprise? Huge surprise. Come on, man. We got another surprise too, Juice, for you. 
on the other side as well. Get your new Volvo with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars, Delray Beach, or online at guntervolvo.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from New Orleans, 20-3. to You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dade County Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Miami Dolphins, is now offering the perfect checking account with a Miami Dolphins branded debit card. This account offers rewards for Dolphins. Become a member today. Visit finscu.com for details. Certain restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. It's segment number two inside of hour number two. That means coming up right now, game balls. We don't break. That was a great job. We got it from everybody. Offense, big drive, defense, taking a stop at the end. We're going to make these corrections. We're going to get better. We're going to stay with our process, though. We're going to stay with our process. All right, let's get ready to go. Call it up, though. Call it up. Let's go. Three, two, three. It's time to present today's Game Balls with Travis, Seth, and OJ. And this is normally the point of game balls where I dish it off to my co-host here and take the point guard role. But I'm going to go ahead and be the taking the rock. He's taking himself right now. I've got the football in my hands (laughs) and I'm going to give it to big old mean old nasty Zach Sealer. My goodness. He ends up with a sack in this game after I thought he deserved it a few times. I felt that one. I mean, the guy is a monster. He's I've got some stats on him about his athletic combo with size and all the things and the way he measures up against his peers he's one of the elite players in that regard with how he does it six total tackles countless pressures and so many of those third down and longs were created by him stacking up the run and making plays on early downs he's efficient in the box score he's an ass kicker on the line of scrimmage he gets my game ball and juice i'm gonna go ahead and go to you with the left handed to a tongue of i flip right here because my right hand's blocked by cords and wires. Yeah, you, you look like you also were a natural right-hander with that throw. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, you could have punted it. that thing to me, man. You know, I can, I'll, I'll make you catch. I'll make you look good over there. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? You know, I'm like I said, I got a big surprise, man. I'm going – my game ball is going to be this week. Surprise, Big Seth. Jalen Waddle. No! Jalen no! Waddle in the building. I got to get back to my waddling, man, you know. Another solid game by the Rook, man. How about that? Goes out there. He took a week off, Seth. You know what I mean? Come, comes back strong, doing his He'd thing, He'd have the bro. record now, by the way. He would have the record right have the now, week man. Off. So he's sitting there with 96 catches on the year, Jeez. about 940 yards, five touchdowns on the, through the air, one rushing. And I'm going to tell you what else, man. He is five short of the rookie record set by Anquan Bolden. And how about play that I really, you know, he made all those catches. They had all that stuff. But the play that I really love was the Tua fumble. And you saw Jalen busting his tail to, to knock it out of the defensive player's hand. We were able to, to recover that and continue our drive, man. So it's huge play. Save three points. Save us three, man. So how about that? My man, Waddle Waddle, you know, and I, I even honored him, you know, for our little thing we did for the Home Alone skit we did. Right, right. You know what I mean? Waddle Waddle, Waddle touchdown, touchdown celebration. Which if you haven't seen that yet, man. you better check it out. Yes. So, yeah. Jalen Waddle, number 17, my rook, is my player of the game, big set. You going left-handed, too? Flip. Did I just make Juice look good? Maybe look good. So, guys, look, I'm excited to give out this game ball, but actually we have, as you said, Travis, a surprise, a special guest that is in town, first time he's ever watched a game with us live, first time he's ever listened to the show in studio, and I was going to give this game ball out, but there's no shocker that our special guest wants to give the game ball to the same guy I had planned to give it to, so I'm going to hand the ball off to the Finn Maniac himself, Jason Sarney's Sarney. in the house. We're going to let Sarney give out a game ball. 
What is up, fellas? Uh, this is an absolute phenomenal experience. I will never forget it. We had seven in a row, and this game ball is going to Fode Nick Needle. You don't say. With the pick six, but we're going to call it a Nick six. He's going to get that trademark for him. So congratulations to Nick Needham. He had a big tackle in the second half. He's all over the ball, whether it's boundary corner, slot corner. You know what? Guy never played free safety last week. Did it last week, every snap of the defensive ball. So Nick Needham got my game ball. I love the versatility mentioned there, the production, the playmaking. Sorry, thank you so much for jumping on the show here. What's a bigger What's surprise, that? Juice giving Jalen Waddle a game ball or Sarney giving Nick Needham a game ball? But I got to co I mean, look, he scored the first, the only touchdown in the first half, Correct. for crying out loud. And, you know, Juice, how exciting is it when the defense scores? How, how much does that get an offensive player pumped up? Yeah, oh, man, it gets so pumped up, man. Like you said, we had a quick drive to start it off with, you know, punting them down there and then, the defense gives us that score right there. You get so excited. Like, I've talked about a million times, Seth. You know, I'm a defensive player at heart, you know. So, when <laughs> I see – I should be down there taking pictures with the defensive guys in the end zone, you know. You're going to run down there and slide in there and get in that well, shot if they had well that back in, in your shot, day? Sure. I believe you would. And you know what? Those guys would welcome you in there. So, look, we've had fun. You know, we like to joke around. Who couldn't have fun when you win seven in a row? But I want to take a moment and give a special game ball out today. Uh, and, and, you know, it was great to have uh, Jason Sarney in here to give out the Nick Needham game ball. But Dolphin Nation lost a great one this week. Uh, you know, a fan, if you don't know him, Bill Hetrick, he's in uh, Mississippi, I believe, an unbelievable collector, of, an unbelievable fan of sports in general, um, has just been so supportive of the Miami Dolphins, and everybody on Dolphins Twitter has been fiercely supportive of the fish tank because he loved nostalgia, we love nostalgia juice, and, uh, and, and we lost Bill this week, and I was kind of shocked to, to find that out and, and certainly saddened. Um, was amazing to see the way Dolphins Twitter responded to this and is supporting Bill and his family and just giving Bill his blessings. But for all of the love that Bill has given the Miami Dolphins in however many years he's been following this yeah. team, which, by the way, I understand that his first ever Dolphins game he attended was at the Superdome. You know, he would go down to the games in New Orleans. So what better way to honor Bill than the Dolphins to go out, win this game tonight on Monday Night Football in front of the entire country, get their seventh in a row, and for those reasons and for everything that, that Bill has given to the Miami Dolphins and his fandom, Bill's getting a big game ball from us here. Very, very well said, Seth. You can't say any better than that. And you, you kind of touched on the Dolphins community coming together. I mean, and Sarney's over here. He, he's shaking his head, agreeing with me. Like that's one thing that this community has always done, from what I've seen, is come together in tough times. And losing Bill, obviously, is, is one of the tougher ones because, like you mentioned, if you're on Dolphins Twitter, you knew who he was. If you ever saw a piece of memorabilia, he probably owned it. Oh he had, yeah. He had everyone's autograph across every type of jersey, helmet, football, whatever you can think of. Juice. That guy had everything. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a tough loss for you know for the Dolphin family, man. And like you said, we uh, we come together. You know, we've had to come together over the years for for a lot of different reasons, man. And when when you lose a special person like that, you know, you you see how how how, how close we are. You know, Coach Flo talked about how you know the people in the building believe in each other, how they all come together. It's how we do in Dolphin Nation, man. So absolutely, uh, I love that. I love that game ball, Big Seth. No, that's perfectly said. And you know, you talked about some surprises earlier. Seth, about giving the game ball for, for Glock 40 there with Nick Needham and, and Sarney and, and Juice going to a wide out. I think one of the other surprises is me giving out additional game balls. But as I understand, no way. As, as I understand Wait, you've got it, more to give out? I am not the one who has an honorable mention this week. 
I do. How about my boy Big Mac, Mac Hollins, man, <laughs> honorable mention. Not only did he catch the big 40-yard <laughs> pass, happening right what now? about the punt he caught down yes. the one-yard line to pin him down there, you know, and to give us another opportunity to score, man. So, you know, Mac just does all the dirty work, man, and nobody gives him any credit because he doesn't get as many opportunities. So, Mac Attack gets my honorable mention game ball. Thanks, thanks, Travis. Honorable <laughs> mention game balls. We've lost all focus here. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to give an honorable mention because I don't believe in that, and I certainly don't want to give out another game ball um, because, I, you know, Bill deserves a game ball, and, and, and I'm excited to – I think we need to sign this thing and send it over to his family. I, I think Bill deserves that for sure. But, you know, I was leaning at one point towards Christian Wilkins. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Christian. Not an honorable mention. But first of all, he played great. You know, he was he was a big part of the reason why the Saints could never get that that running game going. But can we talk about him getting in the head oh of the goodness. New Orleans Saints and Alvin Kamara? You know, <laughs> he walks by. You know, sometimes I wish I'm like, ah, Christian, I just wish he'd grow up a little bit. And I can only imagine what Coach Flores thinks when he sees this tomfoolery. <laughs> Let's use an old school term. But he he just takes the little towel. I don't know what he said earlier because clearly. That alone couldn't have gotten Kamara that fired up. But, man, he takes a little towel. After getting a big stop, Kamara comes up, pushes him in the back. He's just had enough. 15 yards back, you know, gives us better field position. So, Christian Wilkins not only played a great game, but, man, he was messing with their heads today. But you've seen the mic'd ups, right? Like, the, the worst he'll say to a guy is, hey, you don't say that. Like, yeah. don't don't be <laughs> well, mean. Well, that's when the mic's on him. So, that is. Now, I don't know, Juice. You know that. When a guy's mic'd up. So, I don't I don't. They go extra. They, go, they, they do they, go they extra. They go extra and when they're mic'd up. He starts at extra. Sure, so, sure. I can only imagine when that mic is on him. But, you know, sometimes it drives me nuts. It worked out in the Dolphins' favor today. Well, I had a few more on my list here. Wilkins is on my list as well for um, what, what are we calling it? Honorable mention. I, I don't know what you're calling it, man. I think hey, you're calling you're the, keep the segment going. I'm the only one that hasn't given out more than one, so I, I'm just saying. <laughs> but on my list, I you also know. had Waddle, Wilkins, Brandon Jones, Ogba, Van Geekle. I mean, there were so Everybody many guys. Everybody can't get a game there ball. There were so though, many Juice. guys that made impact plays. When you when you walked off to the restroom in the fourth quarter, OJ saw hey, Mac hey. Mac knock down that punt the one yard line. I saw it. There's TVs gets, all over this place. He gets into his notes and says, "Oh, I got to give Mac a game. Wait, all right, but I want to give Jalen one." I said, "Just give him two. That's what I do. Just give out two game balls." No big deal for Travis. Imagine if you're paying for them to paint up those game balls, Juice. That's right. That's right. But yeah, it would be the so. Job. So you know what? Let's just say this. How great has it been every week to come out here and give out game balls? Yeah. We went, we got all excited about the game ball segment. It, it was one of like like the only thing in the world that we've gotten positive feedback from from Len and Solana about the work that we're doing. Is <laughs> a boy, we love that game ball idea. That game ball idea is really cool. We're gonna come up with a new open for you. I wish they hadn't changed the fish tank part of it, Juice. I liked <laughs> when they said it was the fish tank game balls. But you know, so we had this great new open, and we were so fired up to use it. And then seven weeks went by. We couldn't give out a damn game ball. I don't know if Travis wants to give game balls out after losses, but it hasn't been an issue for the last two months. I wanted to, but we just couldn't do it. I mean, that's Happy Gilmore. I wanted to do it. I couldn't get the ball in the hole. Yeah, well, if they just keep winning like this, and it's a one-game season, fellas. But I hope that we can give out game balls next week as well. Yeah, we we really could have given it to the whole defense today, Seth. We wanted to. They were deserving, that's for sure. The eight sacks, eight guys involved in them, you know, with halves in there and some couples, a a, a two here, and that one and a half there. I mean, really, really, really defense all over the place making plays. 43 sacks in the last seven games, two more one-game seasons. 43 in the last seven games? That's over six per game. I mean, if your team has 43 in a season, you had a pretty good year. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of yeah. sacks. Lot of they, sacks. W- they came into this week ninth in the NFL. I'll be curious to see what they jumped up to with those eight sacks tonight. 
So two more one-game seasons. And I was one gonna, game season. We got one game. We got one game, Travis. That's all we should be focusing on. I was going to pull up on. a clip. I tried to pull up a clip from the Texans show, and I, I said, if they could just beat Baltimore, Juice, if they can just beat Baltimore. And they did. The schedule sets up for a nice run. I wanted to play it. We didn't get it. But, Seth, that's me talking to you about that about seven weeks ago. So there we are. We got more to come, including the drive of the game. Get your new Volvo with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars, Delray Beach, or online at GuntherVolvo.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Caesars Stadium, 20-3. to The Dolphins take it. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love, like slow cooker, cheesy chicken, enchilada bean dip, air fryer, beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso Taco together and the Dolphins had a couple of drives in this game to choose from here but the Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing nine plays 86 yards took them four and a half minutes and it ended with a Jalen Waddle one yard touchdown reception but it began with a 40 yarder from two to Matt Collins third and nine coming up at their own 15 yard line an empty backfield for two of who earlier threw his ninth interception of the year. Back to throw again. Steps up away from pressure. And downfield and he got it and caught it. What a catch by Matt Collins. What a throw. A great throw at the 42 of the Saints. Where Matt Collins is always (laughs) making plays. He crazy catch. Tua, Tua gets hit. He gets rocked here on this throw. Throws a perfect ball outside. He's very well covered, but Mac Hollins just makes a great play. Hey, Jimmy, don't get too excited about the 40-yard completion <laughs> down the field to Mac Collins, to, to Mr. Secondary Game Ball Mac Collins from O.J. McDuffie. That's right. But That's honorable right. mention, I think, is what, right? <laughs> Guys, that drive was really the turning point in the game. We talked about it, but 10-3 to game, third and long, backed up against your own goal uh, end zone there. And instead of punting the football, we're in plus territory and driving with a fresh set of downs off the interception there, Juice. Yeah, especially on a big conversion. Third and nine, is a t- that's always a tough one to do. And we heard Tua talk about that play which was outstanding. You know, they had it earlier in the game or the other way, and he went to Jalen Waddle. This time he got a chance to get Mack. And I I love seeing the aerial shot of that because you can see the safety way over the top the other way. Mack had the one-on-one on that side. And what he did a great job of, we talked about a little bit with Jalen Waddle, was he threatened the outside. The DB was trying to take away the outside. He threatened the outside, and then he stacked him so well. Honestly, I mean, just now I look, think about it, the, the guy interfered, interfered with Mack. Mac still made the catch, but Mac had a he had a two or three step lead on that guy, so the ball sort of could have been out there a little bit more and made it a lot easier for Mac. But like JT said, man, this guy just always seems to make plays and always makes some big ones for us, and that was huge right there to continue that drive on third and nine. We imagine we punt that ball away. That's really a you know pretty good field position for the Saints, even though they had trouble moving the ball. You know you never know what happens if you know you give a guy or a team a short field, and that didn't happen because Mac made a big play. My honorable mention, Mac. Honorable mention, Mac, Mac, but uh, (laughs) I guess this is the starting uh, drive of the game, right? So, are we going to have an honorable mention drive of the game? Oh my goodness! I hope not. Possibly. I hope not. Maybe if they score more than forty points or something, but not not a twenty point out. Not in a twenty point out, where where seven of those points came from uh, Nick Needham, who didn't get an honorable mention game ball, but got an actual game ball. But you know, here's their own big set. (laughs) Here's the big thing, though, that that I think can't be lost on this because it has. 
has been frustrating at times this year when you do that, oh, no, that throw that Tua makes or those decisions that you wish you could have back. But we talked about it when we were watching this, guys, is that it seems like every time he does make one of those plays, he comes back, has that short-term memory, and leads this team on a drive. We saw it last week with the pick six. You know, at least this interception was like a little bit of a, a, a short punt. But, you know, come back and, and go ahead and put your team in a favorable position, put points on the board. It was a great drive, took time off the clock, moved, you know, moved the team – ultimately put points on the board that's what the whole purpose of the thing is but also gives you that one big play and there aren't a lot of those the way this offense is structured they don't even take a lot of shots downfield juice we talk about that all the time they only take two or three shots down the field a game and they hit on this one and so it's exciting to see it you know another drive of the game could have been on on the defensive (laughs) side of the ball let me me just let me just say on the defensive side of the ball you know, the one series they went, and I think it was in the fourth quarter we are talking about it. Where JT went, wanted to leave the booth and go they went, the they, went, they went seven plays minus four yards. They chewed up the, – the Saints chewed up like four minutes of clock for it. We talked about that. Yeah, exactly right. That we talked been. about – normally when a team's from behind, the game's taking forever, and we're like, golly, it's a late night. I mean, I just want the win, but I don't want to be here all night. And, you know, passing completion, passing completion. Man, they yeah. took not only took the air out of the ball, he <laughs> took all the time off the clock. Sure did. So did shout out to Ian Book for that. <laughs> I also didn't understand the decision at the end of the first half after Sanders fifth or before Sanders' fifty-nine yard field goal. They got that sack with roughly twenty seconds to play. No timeout and, and there. Yeah. If you call that timeout, I'm not so sure Flores even attempts the field goal right because Correct. you missed that. All of a sudden, they're back in field goal range at their own right. So I thought that was. Interesting. You know, I wanted to talk to you, Seth, a little bit about the Mac Hollins uh, deep ball, and they went to review it, and they they weren't sure if he caught it or not. But I thought it was very clear from the start. So clear. A Durham Smythe play that went under review that the the broadcast crew that thought maybe was going to get overturned, but that one stood up right. Well, that broadcast crew. I mean, yeah. they thought everything in the world should have yeah. happened against it. It was real, and I'm. You know, you see this happen with fans all the time where you think the world's against you. And sometimes it's fun to be in that position, right? It's good to have an enemy, be the underdog. It's a good way to fight your way out of that, be the animal with your back to the corner. That's the, you know, sometimes you need that to be hungry, especially when you're climbing out of a one and seven season, right? But listen to these guys. I mean, Brian Brian Greasy, he played for the Dolphins. His dad's in the Hall of Fame, one of the most legendary Miami Dolphins of all time. He's sitting there mad. That, and I don't know what happened, but he's mad. It's not the, the it's not the referee's job to be the head coach of the team. The referee isn't the head coach of the team. You know who the head coach of this team is? It's Brian Flores. If you have any question about that, you're just not watching the Miami Dolphins. Coach of the year, Brian Flores. I mean, come on. I don't know what his issue was. He said it. You want to you double down on that? I'm doubling down on it. <laughs> coach of the year, Brian Flores. Well, no he, matter what happens from here on out, Coach of the year. All right. He's he's really been mentioned in that realm. Really, all three should have won it last year. He he could have won it his first year when they won five games. Of the team that's that tough to do. Though. Rushed out more more players than any other team in NFL history had in a single season before all this COVID stuff changed all those records forever. But I mean, every year this team goes above board and wins wins more games than they're supposed to. I mean, this year I think they were had expectations, and the one and seven start obviously cost you, but. Here they are, seven-game winning streak, right in the thick of things, once again for the second straight season down the stretch here in Brian Flores' third year. Just real quick, guys, on that drive of the game, it came after the interception, Tua's ninth this season, and we talked about it a lot on the show last week that after the pick six that was 
bad on so many levels that the Dolphins just got themselves in a position where they had to put together a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. They go down the field on nine plays and do have a game-winning drive, which capped off by an 11-yard Tungavailoa touchdown pass. This time after the pick, Seth, Tua finishes six for nine, 82 yards, and a touchdown after the interception. Well, he seems to do it every time, and I think that says a lot about him as a young player, and it tells you, you know, he's a gamer, Juice. That Look, mistakes are going to happen, especially young players. But and, and especially when you're trying to figure things out with the offensive line and everything else, but the fact that he comes back and 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 doesn't worry about that, right? That short-term memory doesn't shake his confidence, leads the team back down there. And as conservative as we thought this game plan was, and I don't say that as an insult, it just is what it is. As conservative as, as we thought this game plan was, or as vanilla as it was, they got really creative down there at the goal line. I mean, yeah. that 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 play to Waddle. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, that that definitely was. That it was, was the prettiest a, one yard touchdown pass you'll ever see. <laughs> that was a great great play, man. Misdirection with him and Lindsey with Lindsey and Tua going one way and then flipping underneath to Waddle and Waddle planting his foot and getting in there. Outstanding. Don't forget we ran a flea flicker today too. Now same drive, yeah. same drive. Yeah, we got so a little fancy out there. You, a little fancy you get the flea flicker. There. You get the forty yard pass to the the uh, honorable mention honorable game mention. ball winner <laughs> Matt right. Collins, and then that I don't know what you call that. What do you call that play? What's that? The the touchdown play. What do you call it? Like oh, the shovel pass. Element, no, it was more of a shovel. Uh, it was a shovel. No inside shovel pass. With a little misdirection. misdirection. Yeah. And Tua we carried it out, too. back in college. Tony Saki stole behind his back right there. Going one way and throw behind his back the other way. Yeah. I don't know that I want to see the behind his back. I was just going to say, I want to see it. But no, you I can't like get away with that at this level. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> so that drive goes nine plays, 86 yards, four and a half minutes off the clock. The Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. Real quick, let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOW HD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. We got two more segments coming your way, but first, these words get your Volvo, your new Volvo with Gunther. Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars, Coconut Creek, or online at GuntherVolvoCars.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from the Caesar Dome, Miami 20, New Orleans 3. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. I would give you guys the around the NFL scores right now, but I think we're all up to speed on that. Here's what you got to know. one game, Travis, and I know the score of that he one, He knows baby. the score. He knows the Dolphins are in the seventh position currently in the AFC at 8-7 and seven after a 1-7 and seven start. But, guys, I want to go back to – Two things I wanted to talk about here. One, the, the the backfield split tonight, but I want to start here because it's been bothering me all day and really all season. And it's this scared of our own shadow mentality I have recognized in, in a wow. large swath of Dolphins Tell fans. Us how you feel. I, I really don't like it because I keep seeing these tweets about this is the spot where the Dolphins, same old Dolphins, are going to come out and lose this game. And my question to you guys is when has this Dolphins team under Brian Flores, and let's just use the last two years because 2019 was a separate beast. When has this Dolphins team in the last two years lost a game where they were overwhelming favorites in the perception of 
whether it's the Vegas bookmakers or the fan base or just national media. We saw the game picks before the game. When has this team let you down? And I'm going to go ahead and get in front of the Denver game last year. That might be the only one. This is not your Joe Philbin, Adam Gase. Truth, he asked Dolphins. the question and it took away our answer. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm mad about it. So I'm mad <laughs> online talking about it. You guys go ahead. What do you think? I thought Jayville, weren't we supposed to be heavy favorites over Jacksonville that's this year? That's the game. Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the game, game they're really, really got. They were a 1-5 and five team, at, one and four team at that point. I get what you're saying, but yeah, that's, but there was that's a fair. They were the worst team in football. Expectations coming the head coach of that game isn't even the head coach in this league anymore. Probably never will be. So that's the answer. But to your point, but to your point, Travis, is that that typically, typically, these Brian Flores has these this team ready to play, and they win the games they're supposed to win. Typically, they lost seven in a row there, so all of that went out the window there. You know, Jacksonville should have beaten, could have beaten the Colts. Although, look at the Colts now. I mean, you know that that game where the Colts handed us a loss in a game that I think the Dolphins could have won really was the springboard to this team that we're seeing now that is steamrolling through the conference. And, it, you know, but the Atlanta game, game could have won. That's a game. Like to say should have won. So when does it happen? Had the seven-game losing streak. A lot of things didn't make sense during that seven-game losing streak. But I still think you bring up a good point, Travis. So I'm not trying to kill the whole segment here because I agree with you. I think that the typical mark of a Flores coach team is a team that plays hard, a team that wins the games they're supposed to win, a team that doesn't turn the ball over, forces turnovers, and a team that plays good defense and gets better as the year go uh, as the year goes on. So those things are consistent, and I think to say same old Dolphins when and this is the problem I have by the way, I'm going to bring in analytics juice. When you start <laughs> pulling analytics and stats for things here. that happened 20 years ago, I don't care, and I don't care what happened under Adam Gase. I don't care what happened under Joe Philbin. I don't care that you know none of those things impact what Brian Flores and this coaching staff are doing. Well, thank you for saying that, but Juice, allow me to rephrase the point. <laughs> when when has this team lost a game when they had expectations to to win a football game to continue their postseason push? Because you go back to the Jacksonville Atlanta game, people were talking about draft picks, not playoffs at that point of the season. That's my point. I haven't seen it, Travis. I mean, <laughs> Thank honestly, you, I haven't seen it. I think this team <laughs> better than Seth's answer. I'm just kidding, Seth. No, I thought my answer this was pretty team, good. Honestly, this good. this team. Maybe we got to look at the question. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Yeah, this, this team, honestly, they go out there. You know, I'm looking at the win loss record as we have it so far. You know, we got beat down. We honestly got beat down three times. All right, I think I think Buffalo beat us down pretty good twice. Tampa Bay Tampa, beat us down yeah. well. Then we lost by ten to the Colts, who realized we realize they're a good team right now. But the other loss, you got three-point loss to the Raiders. That was in overtime. Could have been Fuller's, you know, the pass interference, Fuller in the end zone. And they were right the highest-scoring offense in football at that point. Correct, correct. Also had a different the head The Falcons coach. lost by two. You know, we lost by two to, to the Falcons. And the Jaguar lost. You know, I, for, for the most part, the team, like you said, Travis, go out and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. You know, I, I don't know how many games, because I don't really get into the Vegas thing, but – I mean, we weren't favored probably in majority of these games, or if it was, it was slight. Even this game right here, we they they treat us. I mean, they disrespected yeah. us in this game I in terms of the line that. when they're on their fourth quarterback when they're trying to get dudes out of retirement <laughs> with a great defense going <laughs> against them. I mean, what the hell is that all about? 
You I know what I mean? Know. So the hell with Vegas, man, and all that stuff, man. But, yeah, we go out there. We beat the teams <laughs> we're supposed to beat. We beat a couple we probably shouldn't have beat. I, I love that you're talking about that because behind Seth's head on the TV here, I can see, like, Dolphins. It's got the playoff picture, and the Dolphins are in there, and it has this shocking bounce back. First team to win seven games in a row after having a seven-game losing streak earlier that prior That's season. That's what we need to think about so, here. Yeah, it, You know, when has, when has, when has this ever happened? And, and the whole team you're supposed to beat or not supposed to beat goes out the window when you've lost seven in a row. At that point, you don't even know what you have. Exactly. And, and, That's my point. And, 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 well, then it was a damn good point, Travis. <laughs> it's a great I got it, Juice. I got it. it took a whole second, but I got no, but, it. I mean, that's right. If you lose seven in a row, but this whole – I'm with you. This whole thing of same old Dolphins. I don't like to hear same old Dolphins because you can only compare what you have under this regime. That's a great point. That, that's the bottom line. It's different leadership, and it really is. Yet you could say there's some cons- consistency with Chris Greer, who's been a part of this organization for quite some time, hasn't necessarily been at the helm the entire time, but was very heavily involved in decision-making under a previous regime. But ultimately, Brian Flores is leading the team that you see on the field. And, and I think that he's, if he's nothing else on this planet, there's no other words you want to use. That's, this, this man is consistent. He is consistent with his approach. He's consistent with the answers that he gives you. He's consistent with the product that you're seeing on the field. Now, what I'd like to see that consistency, where I want to see that consistency break, guys, is I'd like to get off to a faster start. Because, boy, if they were just, instead of 1-7, and seven, you know, if they were 4-4, four and four, Imagine what we'd be talking about right now. I know. You'd be talking about a possible one seed in a division championship, which was, you know, going back to my earlier takes on the show this this past summer and in spring and or not 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 spring, uh, summer and fall. I was sitting here talking. We don't about, have seasons down here, Travis. It's okay. <laughs> That's true. I, I do get confused. I got off the plane yesterday, and it was nice to be back in seventy-two degree weather back here in the great state of get Florida. Used to but, it real quickly. But uh, I mean, you know, I, I was talking about twelve wins because I thought they would do that and then have this nice portion of the schedule to get fat, and they've gotten fat on that portion of the schedule. Two games left here. We got a couple minutes left in the segment, guys. I want to touch on this before we get out of here 86 carries or 86 yards rather on 30 carries compared to 28 dropbacks in this game we saw an even split for duke johnson and philip Lindsay. 13 carries each duke yeah. had 39 on the ground Lindsay has 36 juice what do you think is this the one-two punch going forward i think it might be you know and i feel bad i feel bad for miles you know he's going to get a few of his opportunities man but the you know it's all about you know at this point you know we, we talk about it from here on out you know we have the the, the, the road game in tennessee then we'll be home against Ooh. New England. If we happen to get in, we're going to be on the road again. And so that's what you got to have. You got to have that one-two running game along with this defense, and then you got to make some some throws every once in a while at your quarterback position. But I like the fact that we've got guys that you can trust to 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 be efficient with the football, to protect the football. You know, we I, I mean, knock on wood again, man. I didn't realize Lindsey had so many touches without. Turned the rock over fumbled. and they tried to give him what one today. The the tried to steal one, one, one today. Ridiculous. Wasn't even close. You know what I mean? So ridiculous. That's what you have to have. That you have to have some fumble. guys that. And you've got a guy also in Lindsey that played in Denver, that played in cold weather. You got a guy in Duke Johnson that played in Cleveland. Fair You know, point. played in cold weather. You know, those guys would be okay being able to hold on to the rock and carry the rock and inclement weather. I sure hope know? so. And then you know, and that's what you look forward to. But do you think I, I was surprised that Duke didn't get more touches? Yeah. I, you know, and I get it. They were clearly excited to get Lindsey back on the field. They loved what they got from the first game that he got here, where he had like two hours uh, yeah. uh, as a Miami Dolphins, and then he was carrying the load and showed some great things. Yeah. Uh, and then the ankle, then COVID, back on the field. I, you know, there he gave you something today. They got. I, I do like seeing 
him getting the direct snap over Miles Gaskin. No disrespect to Miles, but I just there's something about the way Lindsey hits, hits that it, hole yeah. and, and is a little bit more physical of a runner. But I just thought Duke, after what we saw last week, it, it, that I, I thought he'd get more touches. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him get more touches. And he started to roll. I mean, he ran over. That 10-yard yeah. run. That 10-yard yeah. run was physical. It was nasty. Yeah. It was violent. And, and I wanted a, to see yeah. more of that. Yeah, he had a nasty stiff arm going, too, when he got horse collared. Yeah. Know? So he was like, Duke has been doing it, man. He's been doing it, man. And, you know, and I tell you what, it doesn't look as, as pretty as you'd like it to look in the run game, but the persistent and, and, and being consistent with the with the run game, Eight no matter what, seven trying row, to mix it, it up, you know what I mean, and, and trying to keep defense honest. I mean, it, it works. It really does work. And like you said, I was talking about a little bit during the break, I'd like for our last two drives to be a little bit more of that four-minute offense yeah. to try to grind some clock down, get the ball down the field, you know, get a field goal attempt maybe or even punt them deep. You know, and that's what's gonna has to come from this team as a as an offensive unit if we're gonna try to go somewhere. You know, after this, after this week, after next week, whatever it is, you gotta be able to run the ball. You get late in games. Your defense is playing well. You gotta be able to put four minute offense together and get some points, and then get on the <laughs> and get on the bus and get on the plane and come home. Yeah, you know you're gonna have mean? to score some points with AJ Brown in the lineup next week in the, in Nashville. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But real quick, Juice, you mentioned the cold football and playing in Denver and how that can impact you. Is that football you've been passing around? Is that inflated like it would be on a game day? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. I would, I would well, well, play. it's yeah. the way it's, it's supposed, supposed to be, be inflated. inflated. Oh. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go you there. Gotta, you gotta you just ask you gotta ask the two Sam's idiots the they try to come and try to break in my house this past week. You know, I'd hit him in the you know, hit him in the chest, hit him, you know what I mean? thought you were gullible, yeah, Juice. Yeah, man, I got him. Coming to the front door. Wide out. If you guys haven't seen the fish tank Christmas special on, on, on YouTube, check it out. It's really good, worth your time. Poor right. Juice was home alone. The poor Juice was home alone. The Wingfield inspired mac and cheese. There's everything in there you can want. Plenty right. of Easter eggs and nuggets. And a waddle waddle, waddle touchdown waddle, celebration. Touch, touchdown celebration. Hey, my favorite part was the I'm tired of this possession receiver. That was my first part, man. That was too good. All right, no more spoilers. Go watch it for yourself on YouTube. It's on their on their Instagram, on their Twitter. At the Fish that. Tank 81? At the Fish Tank 81. There you go. One more segment, Titans on Tap. I want to talk about them. Get your new Volvo with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars, Delray Beach, or online at GuntherVolvo.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Of course, at 1.10 in the morning, I hit that read for the first time all night. Again, the final score, Miami 20, the Saints 3. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. From the electricity in the stadium to the highlight reel plays, there's nothing quite like Dolphins football, especially on a seven-game winning streak. And this season, you can be there live to cheer them on as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats for any budget. Get off the couch and into the stands. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And guys, one-game season, I know all of that, but... I would be Don't dismiss it, Travis. It's I, a one game season right now. <laughs> Who we got? I would be lying if I said that this game didn't have a little special circle on the calendar <laughs> for me because you guys know how I felt about the quarterback for the Titans going back to the moment he was drafted by the Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans who I they did not lock up their division this past week. They could have with the Colts loss to the Cardinals on Saturday. That did not happen. So their magic number to get into the postseason juice is one. A Colts loss or a Titans victory gets them in. They come off a big Thursday night win. What do you think in this matchup, man? I'm excited. I really am excited, man. And, you know, and I know that, you know, 17 on the other team is going to have a lot of juice. He's going to be fired up to play against us, man. But here's the thing about it. They got a great defense. You know, they, they play well at home. 
Uh, they've been there, done that before. So it's going to be a really, really tough matchup. we got to bring our A game defensively. Uh, Ryan's another quarterback that's that's got some mobility. You know, he's got his weapons coming back on the outside. I'm not sure what Derrick Henry's going to be or not. And if they get him back, then, of course, that makes him even a better quarterback. But I'm tell you what, you know, the way our defense is playing, I'll stack them up against anybody, especially a team that doesn't have all their weapons, you know, especially, like I said, with Derrick not being there possibly. So it's going to be fun because you know Ryan's going to be stoked. He can't wait to get an opportunity to, to, to possibly eliminate the team that kind of gave up on him. But gave him all kinds of opportunities, though. You know, he's in a better a place. A lot of money, for too. Yeah, he's in a better place for himself. And look, we've got a stud quarterback ourselves now, so we're in a good place for ourselves, too. So I'm loving the matchup. And I know that they're going to sit there and they're going to, you know, they're going to talk about Ryan and Ryan, f- former, you know, Miami Dolphin. Everything's going to be led up to this week and this week's game. But at the same time, though, man, it's like there's a bunch of one on one matchups out there we talk about every single week that we have to go out there and win. And we have to play, like Coach Flo says, as, as well as Tua, some complimentary football. And, and kind of to the point about tonight's game with a, a Saints offensive line that was awfully banged up and was missing, you know, I think some pieces to COVID as well. Just a whole mess up there. But this, the, the Titans offensive line's gone through similar attrition. I think in that last game, they were down their top three tackles, much like the Saints were in this game. And I'm not sure if they're going to get them back, but they've had a rough time blocking all year long. And Tannehill entered the the, the week last week with the most interceptions in the league. I just think, Seth, the way that we play defense against Ryan Tannehill style, as much as I love the guy, I think with the relentless pressure and you take away those escape lanes that he's not really great at getting to. We saw him take a lot of sacks down here. It's just not his game. 43 sacks over the last six games. I think they have a chance to keep keep that rolling personally. I, I hope so, and I think that's got to be that's got to be the game plan, right? I mean, that's got to be what they try to make happen. But it is an experienced quarterback. It is a quarterback that went deep into the playoffs last year. Uh, it is a quarterback that is coming in here with something to prove, like you said, Juice. I, although I do think that puts more pressure on him than it does on this on the Dolphins. These players don't really have that connection to Ryan Tannehill at this point, right? So the you know any of that pressure, anxiety anticipation wanting a, a distractions I don't think the Dolphins are going to have to deal with any of that stuff any more than Ryan Tannehill does but what the Dolphins have to deal with is it's a one game season there's no margin for error you got to go on the road and as coach Flores said it's a tough opponent he knows Mike we know he knows he knows the head coach there it's an experienced quarterback and I and and it is a big question what's the running game going to look like because that is a game changer at this time of the year and as tough as this defensive front has played, we've seen what happens when teams can get through those creases and get the running game going. It, it, it does have us backpedaling a little bit. Yeah, and I'm encouraged a little bit, you know, by the fact that we did, you know, take a team, a, a Saints team, you know, albeit we got a, a, a defensive score, and we did some things that were positive on offense against a team that shut out the best yep. offense in football for the most part. For sure. So I'm just, you know, if we can do that against against the Saints at home, you know, we should be able to go on the road and, and put something together as well. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we get some more opportunities for guys like for, for Parker. You know, more opportunities again for Waddle. Get we have to. Going right? a Parker's got to so get involved in the game. Has to. Has to. If we can get Mike – you know, Mike Gesicki going and get, you know, Devontae Parker going and open loosen this up a little bit, then maybe we'll get more room for Lindsey, more room for Duke to run the football, man. So offensively, you know, I know Tua talked about complimentary football. Well, they got to start holding up a little bit more there into the bargain because defense has been doing well. Teams is back to playing pretty well. 59-yard missed field goal today. I'll give uh, I'll give my boy a break on that one. But at the same time, I'm saying there's a break on that one. But at the same time, the offense has to pick it up just a little bit in order for us to be – 
constantly and consistently, you know, uh, a, a tough team to deal with. Looks like temperatures in Nashville this week are pretty warm. 68 degrees this oh, weekend man, in Nashville. You love run all day in that, that man. And, run all day in that, Big Seth. And, and, well, and I'm glad to hear not only run all day, you know, I don't know how much Tua likes cold weather. True. Okay. Not a lot of cold weather in his hometown. Us South Floridians don't like it at all, Seth. No. <laughs> how about this guy? So, well, he's from a little further west than you are. So, not a lot of cold weather in his hometown. Didn't get really chilly there in Alabama for too much of his football career, I don't think. He's won some big games indoors. So, I, I like 68 degrees for Tua. I, I love it for him, man. I just, you know. For me, I, that was one of the bigger issues we had before with some players or South Floridians, you know, was playing in cold weather. You know, guys were quick to get the park on, quick to get to the hot seat. <laughs> Thank goodness they want to worry about this this weekend. And, and just on the, on the converse of the, the Dolphins' pressure against the, the Titans' offensive line, their defensive line's very good, too. So keep an eye out on Jeffrey Simmons. He's a guy you got to get blocked. I mean, a good football team. Good, very good football team. There's a reason they're in the playoffs. I think they're either clinched or very close to clinching. Again, I, I, there's, the AFC's a mess. It's hard to sort. We're almost done here. I'm going to have the Drive Time podcast for you guys out sometime tomorrow morning on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. This show will be on the Odyssey app in the coming hours, but also on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network. Actually, that's going to be out here shortly, right? I forget we're on Monday night. That means Tuesday episode debut. What's coming up on the fish tank, Seth? Well, really excited about this one. Juice brought in uh, one of his favorites. Uh, another, although he gets excited about a lot of these guys. <laughs> so Marco Coleman. Well, he's not a wide out. It's defensive player, but I haven't seen Juice this excited about a defensive player in a while. But Marco Coleman, who's a name that I think will mean a lot to Miami Dolphins fans. And, uh, man, Marco was I, – I was fanboying a little bit. But he was just so good. He was so real. And he talked about, I mean, we talked about everything from social justice to, uh, you know, name, image, and likeness in college football because he coaches at Georgia Tech to certainly his time with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And, you know, his moment in the big screen with Ace Ventura. That's so, right. That's great right. episode with Marco. Young guns. The young guns, man. The young and, uh, guns. Yeah, it was great, man. That, that draft alone, they brought in so many really solid defensive players, you know, to try to – you know, to help out with our defense. Remember, we had Dwight Hollier on before. So we had, you know, we've had him and Marco. We're going to get Troy on at some point. Got to get Troy. That's point. probably an off-season guest, but right? Man, yeah. But, man, oh man, it was great having Marco on, man. 92. He thought they were going to the AFC Championship game every year. Every year. So we'll, we'll, we'll let you let him talk a little bit about what else, you know, going on, man. But it was it was fun. It was so much fun having Marco on, man. You know, he was in the office. You know, his team was done for the year, but he was in the office getting ready for, you know, the, the upcoming season for Georgia Tech. It's fun stuff. I, I, it's so cool to have the Fish Tank catalog build up like it has and just have really any any player you, you can think about really is, is starting to kind of get into the catalog there. So if you haven't heard all the episodes, hey, they're evergreen. They last forever. Go back and check out the Fish Tank podcast, the Drive Time podcast, a daily more topical show that I host, all of that on the Miami Dolphins podcast network. Jason Jenkins, shout out for getting us all together and letting this all happen. We all have a great time every single weekend, every single Sunday or Monday here on the postgame show on the Dolphins podcast network. And with that, guys, let's go ahead and get the heck out of here. Thanks to our executive producer and booth producer, Alejandro Solana, our studio producers, Robert Griepert and Matthew Wilson. Get well soon, fellas. We had Dan back there in the, in the behind the yeah, glass. Yeah, give tonight. it up for Dan, man, Dan. doing a one-man Run, show one late man night. show back there running the show for us. Appreciate that, as always. Absolutely. For OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, the Dolphins 20, the Saints 3. Help me out. Well, we got a shout out to Garcia's thank, in the back there you. too, man. He's pulling some me. stuff. Yeah, him. and he's got the jersey. Yeah. He's got the jersey on. Right. Represent. Who's twenty six? Tell him who's twenty six. Show him. Is that Lamar Smith? Show him. That's not Lamar Smith. It's not Ahmed. Show him who twenty six is, man. 
can't hear you. It's yeah, Garcia. Garcia. That's who it is. <laughs> the Garcia. That's why I didn't get it. <laughs> Dolphins take this one. 20-3, seven-game win streak is still alive. Dolphins football is going to be back on the air next Sunday as season. the Dolphins face their former starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, and the Tennessee Titans. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We out. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.